Shut up. I'm listening to the next English podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Next English Podcast. Hello to everybody that is listening live here in Podbean on the Podbean app. And hello to whoever is listening later. That is one week later because I always publish the episodes one week after. So it's nice to see so many people here. I did not do anything. It just happened by itself, as it usually does here on ZX English Podcast. It's good to see Adam here, Enrique, Martin. Uh, we've got some other names. Some of them have uh, are for, uh, difficult for me to, to read because uh, they are longer nicknames. Yet again, we've got a fantastic guest today, and I hope uh, he's here. If he is, then could you please call me in? And, um, to introduce him, hello, his name is Michael, and um, he featured in um, episode 718 of Luke's English podcast called Michael the Shaman or Sh Shaman uh, with Bowlap Runner Up. Michael, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Can you hear me well? I can hear you well. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you all right? Yeah, I'm fine. Thanks. And you? Yeah, I'm good as well. I'm pretty excited to be here on another podcast. Fantastic. I like hope family. Luke and you. Luke, Luke's English <laughs> podcast. Is the next English podcast? Yeah, yeah. Like, like absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> we often feature on each other's podcasts. And yeah, yeah there, are, there are quite a few of us. And it's always nice to uh, have an, an addition, a fresh addition to the family. And um, Michael, um, so you featured in that episode. Um, what was it like for you that that experience oh it was um pretty weird in a way but also very exciting because i've never i would never you know think that i could appear on you know <laughs> looks english podcast but i always had a hunch that maybe if i start my own podcast yep. maybe one day if i'm you know semi-popular <laughs> i can be invited to you know his uh podcast or maybe i invite him mm -hmm. but it's you know, happened way sooner. Uh, I decided to take part in this competition, which was very yeah. exciting. Uh, yeah. I've sent my two-minute voice recording, why I, sh in my opinion, should be on Luke's English podcast. And among, I think, like over 100 people, I was uh, in the top six mm -hmm. people chosen by Luke. Uh, so that was, you know, I can consider myself pretty lucky to be chosen by so many people. Yeah. Well, well you say you consider yourself lucky, but I, I would also add that I think it's well-deserved and um, it it was well in two minute message. Can you really convince everyone? It's it's a bit hard, but you managed to do that. And <laughs> then I think you showed everyone in that episode that this was well deserved. And and uh, well, you didn't win. That's that's a shame. But to be a runner up in that competition, there there were a few of you there. I think um, honestly, all of us won. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. the six top six people, we all got our own. 
episode. Yeah. So that's pretty nice. And I also think everybody who participated and sent their uh, two minute recording, they are also winners because mm-hmm. it's impossible to like invite 100 people to the podcast. <laughs> so Luke obviously yeah. had to choose, you know, a few of us. Exactly. And I think everybody who went out of their comfort zone and just decided to go for it, you know, convince people because why not? It's, life is about this, right? Like just trying new things, yeah. learning, improving, mm-hmm. and just talking to people. So I think that's very grateful for others as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And and uh, I mean, <laughs> you did a fantastic job there. Uh, it's the the story you told, and it was it was uh, really impressive and funny. And your English yeah. is great as well. Uh, so it was it was an obvious. Uh, choice for me to to really invite you to the next English podcast. I chose a different topic for us to talk about, but we will get to that in a second. But um, so so, I mean, how long have you been listening to Luke's English podcast? <clears throat> I can't really say for sure because I don't remember. But mm-hmm. my my very first episode must have been one of the uh, lying games with Amber. Ah. Okay. That's why I'm a huge, a massive fan of you know both Amber and Paul. Oh. That's what, what I found additionally funny that they actually discussed sort of my episode in their like conversation. Yeah. Like it was like I think right after my episode. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that was very exciting, very funny. Like mm-hmm. I, I really enjoyed like um, Paul's laughter. Like it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it might must have been I don't know five years ago maybe. Hmm. It's it's hard to judge for sure. It could have been four, could have been six, but some, yeah. something in this area. Yeah. So I had I had been listening to Luke's English podcast for six years, and then I was invited onto his podcast, and I can't tell you how ex- how excited I was and what an achievement it was for me. And yeah. it's it I was so proud of myself. It doesn't always happen that I'm proud of myself, but it I, it was so amazing. So I I must I I can imagine it was something similar for you when you were there yeah. talking exactly. to Luke. Yeah. All right. Cool. 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 So, um, basically, I, I listened to that episode very intensely, and I was wondering what I could talk to you about so that we wouldn't repeat the things that you talked about on Luke's podcast. I mean, everyone can listen to this, and I highly recommend uh, doing that because it's it's full of really exciting things and um fantastic uh, english of michael's and um but uh, there was something that caught my interest and that was the fact that you you've mentioned of you 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 talked about ways you basically learned english and one of the things you mentioned was that you you've, you've done some gaming uh namely you have played a lot of dungeons and dragons yep that's correct mhm so i thought I play, uh, yeah yeah sorry um, I play, you know, both video games as well as RPG games, and mm. in virtually all of all of these games, I don't play with my Polish friends because usually they're not too interested in, you know, role playing games in general. Uh, I see. Although quite a lot of them tried this, but it wasn't for them most most, most of the times. Mm. Um, so, be it you know, video games or RPG games played online, I u- would usually play with um, British people or American, Australian, because I, on purpose, found games which, you know, featured British or American people, native speakers mm-hmm. in general, so yep. that I could basically improve uh, more. Obviously, you can improve your English, you know, talking to anybody in English, but I think it's 
it's just a little bit, you know, better to chop, you know, to talk to native speakers, and that mm. was my main choice when playing okay. online. Okay. So did you do this from the beginning? Like, did you, like, wh- even when your English was not maybe at, at this level, like, did you always look for native speakers to play uh, games with? Yeah. So before before I moved into games, uh, let's say RPG games like Dungeons and Dragons, I my first method for it was finding like TeamSpeak 3, right? Mm-hmm. Or Discord or sometimes even Skype, like people and basically uh, like communities uh, of, let's say, Brit- British people mostly because I was very interested in the RP accent or, you know, its variation, contemporary yeah. RP. Uh, so I would basically try to chat to any British person I could. Mm-hmm. It was like, some, you know, some of them would be like quite annoyed because I would, you know, would be a random person coming by uh, yeah. onto their server and just asking if they, you know, saying hi, etc. But yeah. most of the times, but they were very nice to me, and I got to know a few friends. Let's say seven years ago, that I still mm-hmm. know now, and we sometimes play games together okay. uh, from uh, United Kingdom. So yeah. you know, I got a lot of friends. Got to know a lot of friends. Then, mm-hmm. you know, to just you know try new things, I moved to RPG games. Uh, I play a little bit online, but everything changed once my uh, my mate, and I always mention him whenever I talk because he's you know he's been such a good guy, a uh, good friend uh, to me. He also mm-hmm. used to be my English coach, who basically coached me. He oh. taught me how to learn English in a way, which I Ooh. think is the highest level of of skill that you can <laughs> give someone because yeah. you can obviously teach someone you know something. It could be yeah. dancing, you know, playing a guitar, everything, yeah. anything. But once, but you need to be able to also convey the techniques of the methods. So if you teach someone how to learn by himself or herself, it will be much more, much more, you know, bigger. Absolutely. Um, you, you will make bigger impact on that person. And, and, and yeah. as an English teacher, I always, I always keep that in mind. And yeah. uh, sometimes uh, it's not it might not seem very logical because i obviously yeah. buy somebody taking their lessons with me they pay me for it and i that's that's how i make my living but to be honest uh i i, I would feel guilty if i didn't really try to show my all my learners ways they can improve english and if, really- e- even if it's at the expense of them taking fewer lessons with me i feel like it's my it's my sort of uh it's something i have to do you know yeah yeah I, I agree with this totally because i i you know i don't do this too often but i uh i do coach like league of legends you know the game on the side uh yeah. as well or mm-hmm. sometimes even english or and then try to move into this area as well yeah. um so basically i know it's in a way you shouldn't tell every secret you know right to somebody mm-hmm. technically yeah but in a way i always felt this joy of like seeing someone improve very quickly being mm-hmm. It could be gaming, it could be English, it could be anything. Yeah. Or fighting, for instance. I love martial arts. So I think like teaching someone and teaching how you know him or her how to learn is the best thing you can do and just see how the huge yeah. rapid improvement. Totally. And it's, yeah. Basically it's like you feel amazing as a human being. Because like it's not obviously it's a business, right? If you teach, yep. it's a business, it's your job. But at the same time I think it's very pl- very uh, enjoyable. You know, very rewarding, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and rewarding as well. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah, totally. I, I would feel like I, I, I'm lying to my students if I if I sort of didn't tell them about all these little secrets, as you say. The thing is, uh, sometimes sometimes it's difficult to explain it to them because maybe it's something like Discord, like we have this Discord group, and mm-hmm. or, or I don't know, playing via tabletop simulator. Like these are these are ways I use to improve my English, yeah, as well. And mm-hmm. uh, doesn't necessarily have to work for someone else, you know. Those are just possible ways you can do it i agree yeah so dungeons and dragons let's dive into this then so what what is it what is this you you mentioned rpg as well so let's let's define it at least uh in a in some sort of a a layman's layman's terms you know so uh um, i'd like to just say that i'm not you know an expert in you know any rpg system or mm-hmm. in Dungeons and Dragons, I'm I'm a player myself. Obviously, I play. I haven't played this year too much, but you know, before this, I would I would play quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would also GM, you know, quite a few games. But I'm nowhere close to the level of my friends, like let's say Peter or my friend uh, Rafael as well. They're okay. very good GMs, and it's okay. insane to me to be compared to. We, them. we will have to explain what a GM GM is. So that's a oh, yeah. uh... the GM is a game master. In, Game master, Dungeon yeah. and, in uh, Dungeons and Dragons, it will be a Dungeon Master. But basically, right. it's the same right. thing, just a term. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this oh. is a person who, in a way, uh, is a narrator. Is like the the main guy who decides what, what you know what happens, what's happening. Yeah. He basically uh, narrates the story, gives you mm-hmm. the setting. Obviously, there are, there are games like Fate, which I could go into uh, a bit later. But usually you have a, a GM, a great a game master, who basically narrates the story, yeah. gives you the setting. Let's say you are in a given city, let's say in a fantasy city, mm-hmm. with elves and dwarves and everything like this. And he g- describes you briefly, or very thoroughly, depends. Uh, the, the general setting, the mood of the people, maybe the, the weather, you know, the, the most important uh, key uh, figures in the city, like, for instance, maybe there's some lord, Maybe Lord Zdenek is, you know, <laughs> the most important guy in the city. Sure. Uh, and basically, then the players decide what they want to do. Yeah. So, so that's the game master. So just to go back, so Dungeons and Dragons. So it's not like an ordinary video game or a PC game. It's a little bit different. And it's also a little bit different from an ordinary or typical board game. So how is it different? So you're talking about this dungeon master and that he, he's a narrator. Or a game master, so but but how is how is dungeon how you have to say is it's a game right even though it's it's in yep. plural how is Dungeons and Dragons different from an ordinary video or PC game and how is it different from a board game? Well, the way I see it, everybody might have a different opinion on this, but basically in video games, uh, you have a given world and you can let's say move your character. Could be mm-hmm. The Witcher Three, for instance, right? You have yep. you have missions, you have side quests, you, you've got the main plot, and you know Dungeons and Dragons is very similar to this, but it, you are not um, limited to anything that you're, you're not limited to anything. Basically, mm-hmm. you're only limited to, to your own imagination and right. imagination of your players and imagination of your game master. Mm-hmm. As long as you're on the same page, virtually everything might happen in your world because you can use. Uh, you know, a given world. It could be Lord of yep. the Rings world that you use, mm-hmm. or maybe Harry mm-hmm. Potter world. 
you can take the given, you know, the setting that is already that already exists and tailor it to to your needs. Yeah. Or you can basically create your world from scratch and mm-hmm. just build. You know, it's world building, and for yeah. some people, it's very exciting. Mm-hmm. But the purest way cities. to play it, yeah. the purest way to play it is obviously on on a piece of paper. Like, um, it's not really you don't need any kind of device for it. You don't need any electronic mm-hmm. device for it. That's that would be the purest way to play it. You just need a few friends, and you sort of meet up. You know, now maybe it's done online a lot these days, but uh, you could also do it in the same room. You're all in the same room and you just you just talk to each other. You have a piece of paper, a pen, you make notes as you play, a bunch of dice possibly, and that's it, right? Mm-hmm. The rules well, like, possibly as well? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it depends what system you want to play uh, because you don't really need to like very strictly like user system it could be dungeon of dragons right it could be dungeon world it could be fate core it could be pathfinder depends what mm-hmm. you need and how many rules you want to follow because okay. uh, there are systems uh, that have more rules than that, uh, you know other systems i yeah. think the um dnd dungeons and dragons is just a very nice um you know it's somewhere in the middle basically a very nice balance between like too many uh, rules or too too few, mm-hmm. so it's a very nice starting starting point for for everybody because they can feel like if they need more rules yeah. or they need more, let's say, world building and uh, you know st- narrative storytelling. Mm-hmm. Because I'm more on the storytelling uh, side of a player and a GM, but yeah. there are players who really like you know the crunch, which would mean lots of uh, lots of rules, lots of uh, yeah. you know rolling dice. Lots of mm-hmm. like maths involving this, and there's nothing wrong with this. This is just another way of playing. Yeah. I'm more about just talking and just imagining things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think it can be quite exciting because, as you say, it's like the GM is the main person. Obviously, it's kind of his his version of the world that you enter, and that it's it's this GM that has the ultimate power over all the players in the in that mm-hmm. in that game, right? But that could lead to a lot of banter and funny situations, and I can imagine like i've to be honest personally, I have played Dungeons and Dragons only about twice when I was very young and never in english um i I suppose I've never had um uh the right group and also patience and i maybe I gear towards the the other player that you've mentioned that i I like to have rules, and that's why I'm a lot into board games. Namely, but but I I've always respected Dungeons and Dragons, and it's very nice to be able to pick your brain about this and and to introduce this to our listeners because I think it's 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 really a, 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 a intriguing intriguing world uh, that deserves a lot of a lot of attention and and it it could be a fantastic way to to improve your English as well, um, but we can get to that later as well uh, for now so. What shall we say? So the, there is the dungeon master, and he always prepares this beforehand, right? Or how does it work? Or you can you can you can this dungeon master possibly download some sort of scenario mm-hmm. online, and then adjust it to his needs, let's say, or her needs, if it's a woman, or how does it work? So there are you know quite a few approaches, and 
it really depends on the group and the GM or the DM. Uh, so basically, you can create your world very thoroughly. Like mm-hmm. for each session, technically, you could prepare you know many hours or many days, many weeks. It really depends on the group and how you know involved they are. Uh, so you could prepare, let's say, the city, right? If you're in a city, uh, a fantasy city, let's say, you could build literally everything in there. So you could have, uh, let's say, a blacksmith. You can give him a name. You can you can decide he's a dwarf, for instance. You can, yep. you know, uh, apply certain plot hooks uh, to uh, to this character. You can give him his family, or maybe something happened to his family, and you basically can build the whole city very thoroughly. Mm-hmm. However, I'm, I don't really prepare for my sessions. I prepare just a little bit to have a rough idea yep. uh, what I want to create uh, or you know, what kind of an adventure I want to have with my uh, characters. Mm-hmm. But basically, I allow them to, to do anything they want because they are very proactive. I like proactive players. Okay, so, so wait, wait a minute. So yeah. are you talking about you being the dungeon master or as a player? Currently, yes. Because okay. as a, a game master, you don't need to prepare too much. You okay. can even improvise the mm-hmm. improv GMing, which is mm-hmm. my favorite you know, style of GMing, that you yeah. basically you know, meet up online or you know, in real life, and mm-hmm. you have no notes, nothing. You just mm-hmm. meet up with your friends, and you decide where, where you go. They say yeah. the, the the massive city, the capital city of you know X country, um, and you you know that there is going to be a blacksmith in the city. Obviously, if mm-hmm. they say we want mm-hmm. to meet you know the blacksmith, here we here we go. We'll have a blacksmith yep. named this and that, mm-hmm. and then again we'll have a shopkeeper this and that, and you can yep. improvise, you know, of the of the cuff basically. You can do everything. Yep. So there are many styles of GMing. Uh, you know, you can go somewhere in the middle of these two styles. I like the improv uh, the most, yeah. but you can as well just prepare everything. If you if you like world building, and your players are very invested in the world and they explore it, I would say you can do anything you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have to say that uh, you know I I'm a big fan of improvisation myself when it comes to the yeah. podcast, and I always find it that those podcasts that are not prepared are better than those that are over-prepared sometimes. Mm, so yeah. I understand what you mean. But would you say that for a potential new player or somebody who wants to learn how to play Dungeons & Dragons, uh, is this a good choice to go for um, this this version of Dungeons & Dragons? Um, or is it about like who you play with as well and who sort of um, show, shows you the ropes? I think, it, like, honestly, the most important thing might be the players you... If if you're a, if you want to GM right, and you've mm-hmm. got a group of let's say four individuals who ha- have never played D and D on any kind of RPG before in their lives, yeah, I would say prepare at least mm-hmm. a little bit, or maybe okay. you could al- also use a pre-written adventure, right? You know? Just uh, use uh, existing characters which you can download uh, from like Google, basically, you can just, you mm-hmm. know, type in, let's say, D&D characters, and you will yep. get the character sheets for it. And you basically just give it to your players. So you don't have to waste time creating your characters, unless obviously you want to create characters, because it's great fun as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but basically, you can use pre-written uh, adventures, let's say one shot, and a one shot is a game, a session of RPG, that mm-hmm. 
basically starts and fin gets finished in one sitting. So it could be, let's say, three hours. It could be two hours. It could be 10 hours, technically. Right. I, I like to be somewhere in like three, two to four, four hours is my favorite, you know, length for, for yeah. a session. And mm -hmm. then one session just basically you start the adventure and you finish in, let's say, these three hours. That's a one shot. So okay. Can... And is it is it sort of like legacy style? So, um, which means um, next time you play, let's say, if, uh, if you don't have time for one week, then you play next week. Uh, do mm -hmm. you play with the same characters, the same scenario, or um, like, um, you know what I mean, the same world with the same characters, yeah. but a different scenario? Or how do, you, how do you do it's it? It's up to you. Let's say you've never played D&D &D and you just want to try it out once. So yep. that's why like one one shots are, are great for it. Uh, but let's say you decide like, wow, this was actually pretty interesting, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you can either create a new world, a campaign, for instance, that you would play each week or maybe once a month, right? Yeah. Or you could technically just continue with your world. So it was a one shot, but the one shot becomes a campaign, you know, a con mm -hmm. continuous campaign. Uh, and it happens quite a lot. But I would say if, if, if you want to GM your first game with newbies, like new players, mm -hmm. uh, just watch a few videos from like uh, um, from people basically who know, know quite a lot about Dungeons and Dragons. Like, let's say the D&D um, Beyond is a good resource for it. Like lots of Dungeons and Dragons rules for free. And you can also prepare your character there and use mm -hmm. it on your phone if you don't have a printer, let's say. Or... Yep. You could watch Matthew Mercer, Matt Col Colville, I think it's pronounced. There are so many people who are so knowledgeable about the RPGs in general, and you can pick their brains in a way. You can just watch their videos, their, their advice. And yep. really, you don't need to spend that much time on it. One, two, three hours, and you'll have the general gist, the general idea how to play this game. Mm -hmm. and, and then you need um, experience. Okay, that's, that's good to hear. But... Um... Do you need to be a talkative kind of person to play D&D &D or is like how what's the dynamic so I can imagine that the GM has to be able to really express themselves really well obviously I can imagine that has to be good at storytelling and all that but um it, what if someone is an introverted person or doesn't talk so much or perhaps their english is not up to scratch can this person still have good fun playing D&D &D? I I believe yes. I think absolutely. Uh, mm -hmm. It's just about finding a, a good group of very friendly people, yep. uh, and a pre preferably a GM who who knows what's what he's doing or she's doing. Um, mm -hmm. So I think honestly, there are more introverts playing Dungeons and Dragons than extroverts. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. Just just it's just my observation. Okay. And I think it could be true, and I think it very well is. Uh, so it's not a problem if you don't talk too much because during the, the game, uh, in a way, you become somebody else, right? You right. can just imagine and create your, let's say, better self or you could create somebody vastly different to your, your, your own personal traits. Yeah. So you can, you can create any character and just try to play it out as the character would. So if you're playing a greedy dwarf, for instance, <laughs> and you see a, a golden bracelet, you'll probably try to nick it, <laughs> you know, <laughs> maybe. It depends on the campaign, depends on the GM. Yeah. Uh, if you're playing a, you know, an evil character or maybe a good one, mm -hmm. 
lots of things vary, and I think it's a gr- good, great thing. And if you can't yeah. speak English too much, uh, and you're in a in a group where let's say everybody's better than you, yeah, I would say that obviously most people would feel intimidated, but I mm-hmm. think it's a great experience because you you actually have let's say two, three, four hours of basically free you know free talking experience. Yeah. You can chat to people. Uh, and listen to their English, get get to know new words, get to know new phrases, Absolutely. and just Absolutely. familiarize yourself with with the yeah. language. Don't you? Yeah, it must it must feel different from let's say playing something like I don't know Counter Strike or something where or <laughs> Dota or um, League of Legends where yeah. like you don't really see those people, you don't really talk to them, you just yeah. uh, write a few messages. Usually, it's something not nice. And this is different because you get to really know those people. You you get to know them uh, as as real people, yeah. yeah. And um, and I, I think you I think you are right. It it really depends on who you play with and how well you get accepted by that group. And then you probably don't really need to stand out too much. I mean, you learn, right? You learn as you play. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, as long as you are willing to learn um, and. Uh, you have the right sort of attitude, a positive attitude. I think it's it can be a fantastic way for for any for me as an English teacher. Like as much as I don't play this, um, as maybe some people might say, practice what you preach, whatever. Uh, I I still think this is because I'm I'm so close to it, yeah, with the board games and all. So I think this 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 must be amazing. This must this this if you find your game group for Dungeons and Dragons and you play regularly. I mean, we can only see you as an example, but but there there must be more, and it's yeah. just such a natural way. So it's like it's like little, you know, you know, like little kids playing with each other. Basically, you forget because mm-hmm. that's these sessions last so long, and you you get sort of so uh, involved in the story, you forget that you're learning, and it, it's just you're learning yeah. naturally, and it's 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 brilliant. And if you if you like. Like you said, if you find a group of people that whose English is better than yours, I actually, I actually, I would actually disagree with you that you. Nece- I think you don't necessarily need native speakers for that, but that's just my thing because I'm a non-native English teacher. But anyway, but but I think, of course, of course, the better their English is, uh, the more you get from them. So yeah. I, I would agree with that. And native speakers are obviously, but yeah, and I, I think obviously great. You, yeah. No, no, I meant that you can obviously learn english with any anybody who speaks english and it's a great experience and i did it as well but mm-hmm. i think it's the native speakers are just slightly better you know just slightly i'm I'm not saying that talking to non-native speakers is worse or bad in itself I, i've never said that i meant that just native speakers i tried to talk to them because i knew that this experience is the, you know very valuable but talking to non-english speakers as well is very nice and I do it more frequently than with, you know, native speakers. Yeah, well, whatever works for you. I mean, it's for me, it would be dangerous to say someone is better. Because, I mean, but I understand what you did. And I, I know like, uh-huh. I can see that it has helped you a lot. And uh, well, one more thing could be like, how do you like, it's not always easy to also like find native speakers. Yeah. But um, at the same time, some people, as you as you've already pointed out, might feel intimidated. And what if you not? What if you're not? What if you don't get accepted by them? Then it's it can be embarrassing as well. It's not. It's not always easy. Yeah. Yeah. But but I think as long as these people have good English, like we are speaking high level English, then C one, C two, 
Yeah, even B2 could be good. And it's better than yours. And you, and you know you can learn from them. Then I don't see a problem where, where the people are from or what accent they have. Yeah. But, but I also understand where you're coming from because um, I've been developing a game called Kingdoms of Deceit on Tabletop Simulator. And I've, got, mm-hmm. and I've got a little community. And I also have some native speakers there. But for me, like, it, doesn't, like, I, it doesn't matter. That, like, I, don't, I don't value native speakers more than the non-native speakers that are in the community. So for me, it's like, not like that. But yeah, um, Dungeons and Dragons, it's really something we... <laughs> that that uh, the listeners uh, could try because uh, it's so it must be so much fun right yeah definitely for me like the mm-hmm. time flies when you play you know a good session yeah yeah i can imagine so you you said that uh, you you do have to create a character right? so you you always play one character i i suppose right um yeah so, usually so yeah. that mm-hmm. so i i from Playing games like Skyrim or, or something like that, I know it's it's one of the most interesting things to do. Like at the beginning of the game, you choose your character. You sort of, uh, if if possible, you sort of um, randomize the stats or choose your stats. Like, do you want to be more sort of like mage-like, or you know, do you want to be strong, have str- a lot of points? You you invest a lot of points in strength and so on. So um, what uh, what are some um, typical characters in Dungeons & Dragons? So you've already mentioned uh, uh, a greedy dwarf that Nick, <laughs> has nicked a bracelet or something. So <laughs> that's a race, right? A dwarf, it's a race. Yes. Right? So basically in Dungeons & Dragons, you've got two things which determine your character the most. Uh, I would say the most important is a class of a character, mm-hmm. but also race of the character is like the second most important thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so if, if you, you choose basically, you know, a race first, usually, and it could yep. be, say, a dwarf or an elf, a gnome uh, or, or a human, or it could be something a bit, little bit, you know, uh, more unique, like a dragonborn, which mm-hmm. would be like, you know, a, a humanoid dragon or... Yep. Or a halfling, you know, which would be sort of like a hobbit, but yeah, maybe a little bit smaller. I'm not sure. A tiefling, mm-hmm. which would be like uh, a kid of a demon, more or less, or a half orc, yep. or a half elf, and all of these races give you in in this you know uh, game in Dungeons and Dragons give you certain things. It could mm-hmm. give you certain racial traits, like it, let's say if you're a half elf, you gain yep. plus two points to charisma. Mm-hmm. So everything you do with your charisma points, you're basically more charismatic and whatever yep. you use, you know, there are certain magic, which let's say uh, you use with your, use your charisma to cast certain spells. I see. Or if you're a wizard, when we move to classes in the, in the moment, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. use your intelligence usually. So there are, you know, these skills or these, um, things which determine how good you are, more or less. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's 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 amazing. So, a class is like a kind of could we say a job? Is it similar to yeah, a like job? like your vocation, yep. like what you do mm-hmm. in in, in the, this fantasy world. Yeah. Like yep. so, there are so these races are incredible. I can uh, 
tell you a few of them if you want. Just just the most typical ones. So we've mentioned. So right. we so so let's let's mention a few races. So let me see off the top of my head. So if you've mentioned you've mentioned elves, obviously dwarves. So if I think in terms of the Lord of the Rings, you know, so then you have orcs, mm-hmm. I guess. Yep. Uh, Usually you play a half orc, but you can in your game you can do everything and you can tailor mm-hmm. it to your style. Yeah. Yep. And I, I imagine you also have humans, right? Yeah, you do. Uh, and it could be anything, <laughs> you know. Yeah, you know we've mentioned the most basic ones like dwarf and an elf. Mm. You know, half yeah. elf, a halfling, gnome, half orc, human, tiefling, which would be a demon child more or less, and a ah. dragonborn, which is oh, a okay. humanoid dragon. Oh wow! And these are the most basic like uh, characters that you can find in a player's handbook. Yeah, so the most basic, uh, you know, the first book you can get or download or but you know buy in a stationery shop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are way more, you know, um, <clears throat> races to choose from. Yeah, and you can find them either online or you can also create it yourself. Of course. Yeah, mm-hmm. and there are classes as well. Yeah, so the classes, so so it's like wizard, right? Uh, yeah, you've got a warrior, warrior. I suppose yep. warrior, ranger. Yep. Yep. Uh, something like a cleric. I don't know. Yep, you've got a cleric. Uh, who else could you have? Uh, oh, you, you've mentioned. A, could it be a blacksmith? I suppose. Well, you could. You could. It could be a blacksmith, but this would probably be your background, or mm. you know, just what you choose as a player. Yeah. yeah. But the class of itself would be more, let's say, a bit barbar- barbarian. Barbarian. Be... Right. He's like you know a big dude yeah. usually, yeah, a yeah, bard yeah. for instance. Uh huh. So the magical musician, <laughs> we'll say. <laughs> you mentioned cleric, uh, yeah. druid as well. Yeah. Of course, yeah. yeah. Which would be the forest magic and shape shifting uh-huh. stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. A fighter you've mentioned, so a warrior. Yeah, but uh-huh. it's called a fighter in D and D. A monk. Uh so yeah, a so, monastery usually martial arts and fist fighting. Right, Un- unarmed, unarmed. Um, yeah, unarmed. Um, yeah, exactly. Combat, a paladin yeah. as well, of course. So, yeah, paladin. Yeah. yeah, you've got a ranger as you've mentioned. A rogue mm-hmm. is a very oh rogue, yeah, because like a thief, class. basically. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. a thief or an assassin, a murderer. It really depends. Right. Uh, so it's very popular. I love playing rogue, and you know, using like just oh, it's such an amazing class. <laughs> Because you like to nick, you like to nick things, which was one of the verbs that I uh, forgot to explain. Uh, to nick, uh, it means to steal something. Listeners, if you've never heard this one, it's I think it's kind of British English slang actually. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it comes from Cockney Cockney slang, as far as I remember. Yeah, Cock, right from the Cockney language, let's say. Yeah, I remember first time hearing uh, nick to nick things in a peep show, my favorite show of all times. You know, the best comedy on the British television, the okay. peep show. So that was the place where I've heard what to nick things yeah. means. It, they would definitely say that somewhere in All the Fools and Horses or something like that. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah, it, com- it comes from that, that Eastern, Eastern London area, I think. East London area. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fantastic. So um, do you use dice? I, I, as far as I remember, you can use dice right for for sort of um doing all those tests so to see yeah. whether you you pass the test i don't know if you if you interact with someone let's say and you want to use your charisma 
So would mm-hmm. you roll the dice to see if if this succeeds? Because there is always some kind of uh, RNG, which stands for, uh, let's say, randomness in mm-hmm. the game. Because then it would be too boring. Like because then you would you could always determine if if somebody succeeds or not, right? But yeah. uh, is there some randomness in the game? Then do you use dice? Yep. So for these these you know checks, so called checks, mm-hmm. <clears throat> you basically use dice most of the times. There are a few exceptions, which I can mention, uh, uh, you know, soon. But basically, yeah. let's say we've got a perception check or an investigation check. And all of these things like perception, investigation, yeah. uh, animal handling, you've got on your character sheet. Mm-hmm. So you basically see, you know, things and you the list of things you can do. Let's say intimidation or, you know, perception. Well, you see, you mentioned perception. That's quite nice. So it's like, let's say... Uh... After a fight, I would use perception to check whether there's some kind of a hidden treasure uh, behind the um, the corpses of orcs that are lying there now, right? Uh, uh, in, in this case, because there is a slight difference between uh, perception and investigation. Ah. In this particular case, it would probably be investigation. Okay. Uh, because you 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 know you actually move, let's say, and you see you know the check the backpacks of the you know. Right and orcs, or right. or that pockets, you know, pockets, or something like this. Mm-hmm. And perception is more about, let's say, you go for a walk in a forest, ah. and you you it's with your you know with your smell, with your hearing, oh, with your with your you know vision, what you see. So this is perception. And investigation is basically perception, but in like a very more, more focused. Um, Yep. Yeah, focused area. Let's say I want to search this orc, see if he's got any clues on our mission. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that that's that's cool. I like I like this aspect because yeah. I don't know. I, there are a lot of in board gaming. There are a lot of people like who who actually sort of like frown upon um, randomness. But I I've always I've always been a huge fan of it. I think it makes the yeah. games interesting and and. Just like I like watching football matches and, and sometimes you just don't know what's going to happen, who's going to win. And sometimes there could be massive surprises. And I like that. I like when uh, I like a good out, um, uh, a good underdog story, you know. Yeah. So, so, so if there is an orc uh, with a really low charisma, but then you roll that, that die and, and, and it lands on 20, which is, I think, maximum, right? Is, is, do you use twenty-sided dice for yeah the D twenty D twenty yeah twenty-sided mm-hmm. dice yeah so but then you, you roll twenty dice. right yeah, so yeah. basically you've got you've got a character sheet and let's say you're a highly charismatic character mm-hmm. right let's say so that probably means that you can persuade people quite well yeah so it's quite random what you will roll on a D twenty right but you will add a special modifier in a way. Mm-hmm. So your let's say you roll a ten, but because you've got a high charisma, you're proficient in basically yep. you know persuading people. Maybe you add let's say a four to it, so you've got ten plus four from the fact that you're quite charismatic. Yeah, and you've got a score fourteen, and that mm-hmm. might be enough or maybe not you know sufficient enough to persuade someone. It depends yep. on the situation on and the level of difficulty for someone to you know persuade. Uh, so it, it's random, but for being good at a certain thing, let's say fighter is good at fighting, so he'll yeah. probably hit hard uh, with his sword, uh, but he's not too good at, let's say, uh, being a thief 
right? Or, or so, playing music, yeah. <laughs> or playing music. If he's, he's tried to yeah. a performance check or playing, you know, a guitar, he will yeah. probably get a minus points. Exactly, you know? exactly. Yeah, so it's but, random, but you also get this pluses or minuses to certain skill checks. But you see, because I can see some parallels with my game, Kingdoms of Deceit, and the, the best moments in that game in that game are always those when there is some kind of an underdog or something happens that you would never expect from someone. Like, let's say this, this orc is trying to seduce somebody or something, I don't know, or, or talk, <laughs> yeah. talk his way out of something, talk his way out of a situation instead of using his weapon, which is like 99% of cases you would expect an orc to do it. But then yeah. for some reason, this orc decides to roll dice for, for trying to, uh, for, for doing the uh, um, charisma check. And then he ends up actually <laughs> sort of, uh, uh, he has enough of um, charisma or allure to convince someone. And then it, it must be the most exciting thing that ever happens. And like everybody bursts into laughter and you will remember it like for a long time. Yeah. That those are the moments, I guess. Yeah. I agree. I have many moments like this, especially mm-hmm. the one of the very first characters I've played. Uh, his name was Finural. He was an elf. Okay. Um, was I basically made curated a character that was a pure persuasion uh, min maxed character, yeah. which means I was only good at persuasion and deception. <laughs> it wasn't a D and D. It was open legend system. It was, yeah. So it was a different system, but most of these things apply anyway. I so I, I basically persuaded everybody and lied to everybody. Yeah. So I was terrible at fighting. I was terrible at doing every, anything, really. But I was yeah. the best liar and the best persuasive guy mm. on the planet. Yeah. So it was you know, so much fun to be okay. in your... Okay. Nice one. By the, way, but by the way, we haven't mentioned the, the mage classes. Because oh. there, are, there are three mage classes which are left with the, yep. the basic package, let's say. Mm-hmm. And these are sorcerer, a warlock, and a wizard. Ah, so, so wizard uh, is like a good good mage, yeah. I can imagine. <laughs> right. Well, the wizard is uh, to to explain it quite you know in quite quickly and briefly. It's uh, uh, a user of magic that mm-hmm. possessed his power by learning by ah. knowledge. Ah, I see. So he spent, let's say, let's say you're an elf and you can live many many years more than a human. Yeah. So maybe you spend three hundred years in a wizardry school right <laughs> so then yeah. you're you're a wizard uh, a warlock uh would possess his not uh, you know abilities usually from a patron it could be a god it could be a demon a goddess mm. yeah so basically it wouldn't be his own he would make a path a, a pact basically pact, right yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah pact um so de- dear de- demon give me some power and i will do this <laughs> and that you know that's S- signing with my own blood yeah <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. and then you've got a sorcerer and sorcerers you, uh, usually get the magic from either they they are born with the magic mm-hmm. let's say they have some dragon blood in them them right yeah. a dragonborn is usually a very good sorcerer to play yeah. um or perhaps maybe you were let's say as a baby like Achilles, like right. he was, you know, in some kind of magical water, right? Like he <laughs> yeah, was baby, submerged baby. in like water. Mm-hmm. So maybe there was some kind of magical fountain right, which right, 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 gave right. him his power. When we were so it's child. kind of like cheating. Like it's it's more 
admirable to see that wizard to really like they they really <laughs> go the extra mile to study so hard and yeah. whereas these 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 sorcerers uh, yeah. and, and uh, what, was many, the, what was like, the other one warlocks uh, they are kind of warlock, cheating yeah. you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah and these you know uh, not characters classes are very they are similar but they are very distinct. Because the yeah. way you play them, and also if yeah. you've got unique spells connected to every class. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you've got share spells, which like all of them could use, but yep. you also have unique spells, which yeah, may, you know, makes it very exciting. And there's just one more thing that, I, that I've just uh, remembered, actually, from playing this game, and it was like a long time ago. Um, I think at the beginning of the game, you also choose your, what's called, uh, please uh, forgive me if I'm saying it wrong, but I think it's called uh, Alignment. Right alignment, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So it's basically how good or or evil you are, and it's like a scale almost. So you have got is it mm-hmm. five different alignments? Is it like chaos good? Cha- what is it? Chaos good, and then natural evil or something like that. Please, uh, could you clarify that for me? Yeah, I'm I'm gonna uh, type D and D alignment just yeah. to make sure we 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 say it correctly. All right. Um, but basically, you've got like three and three so you've got you can create nine out of them it's like ah, a chart so right. let's say you know you've got good n- neutral and evil yeah yep. but these three can be very different mm-hmm. so you've got a lawful as well neutral yep. and chaotic yeah so you could create now you create you know combine two words together so you could say let's say uh have a lawful good yep. or a lawful neutral or a lawful mm-hmm. evil so and the the, the, way, the Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry, I just wanted to say that. The, so the two extremes would be lawful evil, right? I uh, no. say good and evil, good and evil. Yeah. With new, neutral in the middle, ah. as well as lawful and chaotic. Okay. Yeah. So, and it's very important to, in my opinion, at least, to to talk with your players. Uh-huh. And so basically. All your, of your characters, of your players, don't need to be, the, don't need to have exactly the same alignment, because yep. some of them could be paladins or clerics, mm-hmm. and perhaps they, let's say, you know, follow the rules more, you know, vigorously than yeah. others, vigorously. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or maybe you've got a rogue who's also good, but he's he's chaotic good. He he does what, yeah. you know good things, but yeah. he's not bothered. You know. So how, so just to explain how this affects the game, so. Let's say if you are uh, well, I think. Well, can you can you really be like a an evil paladin? Like, is it even possible? You know, like... I, I'm pretty sure it is. I okay. I won't say, you know, I won't argue uh, for sure right. because I'm I have never played an evil paladin mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. met anybody who did. But I'm yeah. pretty sure it is possible. But but or the point also, is, yeah, yeah. No, just 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 could we give an example how this sort of affect, affects the gameplay? So or, or or uh, mm. so if there's a character, yeah. Um, uh, so if you if you are evil, so you are more likely, let's say, to betray your friends or to uh, leave your friend friends in the lurch. Um, whereas if you are uh, lawfully good or something, you would you would always lay your life for your friends and things like that. So how that's how it how it works, right? Mm-hmm. Essentially. <laughs> Yeah, and basically you can. Uh, there are also situations in which you will change your alignment in game. You know, right? Sometimes like by it can happen. Magic, maybe by magic or something yeah. like that. 
mm-hmm. or by just adventure. Your character, like, can you know his character traits can alter. Oh, that's cool. Like, that's yeah. really cool. Because and, something uh, happens. Yeah, it's like real life, isn't it? Like something happens. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. It's such a life-changing moment, and so that—that's why. That's why. Like this is this is kind of reflection of life, but fantasy life. But it's 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 so cool, and yeah. I mean, shame shame on me that I didn't get into this when I was younger. You know? <laughs> such such. Yeah, a, we should such play a... sometime. Well, I I could I could try I suppose. <laughs> yeah, I could try. Yeah. Well, it's it's really it's really great to pick your brain about Dungeons and Dragons. I mean. Uh, your your passion for it really shows, and and uh, yeah, it's 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 great. I hope listeners are enjoying it as well. I I, I admit it might be a little bit geeky at times, uh, but um, hope, hopefully we did a good job. We we've been doing a good job of um, explaining some basics, and hopefully we we are doing justice to to Dungeons and Dragons. So if you were Michael, if you were to to um, say one reason why uh, my listeners should try out Dungeons and Dragons and they should give this a go. Imagine this is, this is a sales pitch or something and you have a one, last, <laughs> one last sentence <laughs> to sum it all up. What the would you say? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so if I'm supposed to say the last sentence, I will use a special, uh, a special sentence that I use. Uh. Not only <laughs> will you learn <laughs> English, <laughs> you know, with talking to yeah. either native speakers or just speakers who talk in general both are good mm-hmm. uh but also you will have a great time you will have a you know time of your life you will just move to a different world a fantasy world or a harry potter world it could be anything you want yeah. you'll have a blast with your friends uh eating chips or crisps or maybe <laughs> something healthy like apples you know dried apples you'll just have a great time be it online or in real life. And I think yeah. everybody who, who's interested in this should try it out and not be intimidated by anything. Fantastic. That was a fantastic last sentence. <laughs> if there was an inversion in it. Uh, it was a complex sentence which contained yeah. a lot of clauses. I appreciate it from the linguistic point of view as well. So thank you very much for <laughs> everything, uh, Michael, for for everything you told us today. And uh, it's been an up. Yeah. I mean, anytime. It's been an absolute pleasure, and um, hopefully, this is not the last time. Yeah, I hope so too. It's been. I'm very excited to be here. So, thank you so much for giving me this opportunity, and cool. thank you, listeners, for listening, and thank you, you Zdenek, for. It's having a real me. pleasure, Michael, and uh, good luck to you. And um, yeah, keep playing D and D, and maybe one one time you will tell us more about it. So, sure. Bye, everybody. Cheers. Bye, Michael. Bye. See you. Thanks a lot for listening. For more information, go to Zdenex English Podcast Facebook group or visit zdenexenglishpodcast.podbean.com. Thank you for listening to this episode of Zdenex English Podcast. If you are Zdenex English Podcast patron, I've got some good news for you. A mini lesson review that focuses on the target language from this episode is arriving right after this. To become Zdenex English Podcast patron, go to teachersdenek.com zap section and click become patron.